You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm just saying that, you know, if uh, if you're going to want to come along on this gravy train, maybe... Gravy train? You know, maybe you're going to have to show a little <laughs> bit of deference, because when we get on there, you know, it's going to be important that appearance is everything, and you're going to have to make sure that, you know, the proper respect is given, because, I mean, you're going to you're gonna benefit from this. But appearance isn't everything, because I want to be dressed like I'm a trashy, like, 80s slash 90s girl, because well, we're then, going to a Guns N' Roses concert. Yeah, but we're not doing that until afterward. You have to understand. You Wait, have to we have costume changes? Yes, we need costume. <laughs> uh, obviously, we need costume changes. Okay, I'm I'm going to have to explain all of this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I want to remind everybody of something very important right now. Please tell me, Greg. And that's to do all of your online shopping. <laughs> At FunEmploymentRadio.com. Well, not precisely at FunEmploymentRadio.com, but what you can do is go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Of course, listen to me and Greg, your best friends forever, of course. And then click on the Amazon link at the top of the page and then go forth and purchase all of your wares. All of your wares. Mm. And I want to say a big thank you to Tony, who wrote in. And Tony said that uh, he is uh, his son is entering college this fall and needed all kinds of like textbooks and different weird things that uh, you have to get when you're when you're going into college. Oh and boy. You know how he got them? He went straight to funemploymentready.com and clicked on the Amazon link and that's sure how did. he purchased everything for his child. So thank you very much Tony. Tony I'm- doing the Lord's work and doing uh, a good job of properly educating the youth of this country on how to properly online shop. I believe not only he went to the Amazon link, he also went to our uh, cyber mall. The cyber and mall in general. In there. The cyber mall in <laughs> Okay, <indeed>. let's go. <laughs> okay, so all of that is. So thank you very much. Tony, and thank you everyone who goes to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicks on the Amazon link. All right, so here's the deal. I've been holding off getting excited. I've been trying to suppress you can't the excitement that is boiling up inside of me, that's brewing over, that's just pouring out of me. And this Less than excitement 48 hours, Greg. Is, is this. Many years ago, I, as a Do we need some old-time young music? boy... How come you didn't prep me for this? I didn't know that you were going to do well, it. Well, I, like like, I feel like I need stories. to build it up because this is, this is something, you know, I've been... This is something that uh, that's very near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. It's something very important. I set out, I set out many years with a goal, Sarah, and I think that I do have some. Many years ago, a young boy by the name of well, well this changes up how I was going to do it. I was thinking more like. Do you want uh, to be like sadder? No, it doesn't have to be sad. <laughs> this is old timey music. I mean, I'm not that old, but uh, many <laughs> years ago, old. back in the day, I was there running around like a scamp on the loose. Bunch of rascals up to no good. <laughs> Something set me on the right path. You know what it was? It was music. No, I don't know. Uh, so, anyway, many years ago. Okay, what are we trying with this one? Well, let me see how it's I can tw- do this. It's Roaring Twenties music. Roaring Twenties music? There we go. <laughs> when Greg was a boy, you say? Back in the day. He was a man with many dreams. Sitting around shooting the weasel. Shooting the frogs, Greg. No, I was making like an old-timey term, shooting the weasel. I've that never heard like, shooting the no, weasel. No, that sounds like something that's old-timey. Okay, so it's actually not an old-timey thing. That's just something that you're saying. Shooting the weasel, getting high on the bug juice. What is wrong with you? Running around like a couple of scamps. Scamps my word for the day, by the way. And, so, and, the uh, word of the day is scamp. 
Not a dollar in my pocket. Holes in my shoes, but a full heart. That didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. I was, I was trying to make it some, something worse. Holes in my shoes, but a smile on my face. Just running around shooting the weasel. Stop saying shooting the weasel. I think that should be a thing. Shooting the weasel is like a really shooting good thing. Shooting the weasel I sounds like some like euphemism for masturbation. <laughs> no, you don't shoot the weasel. That'd be something different. That would be like... Oh, I'm not even going to get into it. No, shooting the weasels just... Uh, oh my god, I swear I wasn't even looking... What? In the chat. Suman, word for word, verbatim in the chat said, shooting the weasel is a euphemism for masturbation. I was not the only person that thought that. That's so funny. Shooting the, well, that's because you're, you all have sick minds. <laughs> shooting the weasel it just sounds like it would be an old-timey term for like, you know, shooting the breeze, shooting the weasel. Just sitting around, shooting the weasel. How is breeze like weasel? I don't know. They it both just kind of makes sense. In them? It just kind of makes sense. Oh, don't look up shooting the weasel. It's actually people shooting weasels is what happens Jesus when you do that. Jesus Christ, Greg. That's what happens when you do that. Well, anyway. <laughs> okay, that's enough old-timey music. Here's the deal. A long, long time ago... I made a promise to myself and to the world in general. Oh, my God. And I, if you listen back to this show, if you've listened to this show for the six and a half years that we've been on, if you've listened to me before that on every other, virtually every other form of entertainment I've ever been on, six every radio show. Six and three quarters years, Greg. I was just actually doing the math. I have always made one promise to everyone, one thing that I said I would stick true to no matter what. Oh, my God. And after years and years, I feel like I at least contributed to this happening in some small, if not an enormous way. And it is this. I have made this proclamation for all of these years that I, Greg Nibbler, would gladly pay $50 to see a Guns N' Roses reunion concert. And because of what I did, maybe a couple of side things, but basically because I've kept that torch alive all these years, or that torch burning, or that dream alive, or dream burning, It's going to happen this Friday because we are going to go see Guns N' Roses for tickets that were $50. Not including the surcharge. Plus $29 surcharge. Yes, indeed. I'm getting to see Guns N' Roses on Friday. I can't even... I've still got two full full days. Well, actually, I've got to work Friday morning, too. And it's going to be really difficult for me to get through these next two days. Do you realize it's less than 48 hours we will be in roots? It's being noted in the chat that there were naysayers along the way, which I expect to get my accolades at this point. Uh, Mr. Jakey says, I scoffed. I said you were a goddamn fool. I stand by this, but I'm still glad you were right. And I was right. I was right. Guns N' Roses did reunite, and we will see them on Friday night. That rhymed, Greg. That was good. You almost hit the post, too. Now... Almost, yeah. Uh, yes. So going to see Guns N' Roses on Friday night, and I'm so excited it's going to be in Seattle. <sighs> I've been listening nonstop to Guns N' Roses for about the last, like, four months. God, if I have to hear that goddamn yesterday, yesterday song. I knew it. Me. I didn't even, yeah, that yesterday song. I, which I didn't even know the words to, which now I do, because Greg keeps playing it over and oh, over again. pictures that I'll always see. Which I've been obsessing Sound about November Rain, which I know is in the playlist, and I'm super excited yep. about it. I'm excited about all of it. So, yes, going to get to go see Guns N' Roses. So, here's the thing. It's going to be in Seattle on Friday. I know there's a lot of listeners that are going up there, too, and friends and everybody. Um, Sarah and I are going to find some place to meet up, so if, you, if it works out, it works out. It's not going to be any, like, a official thing, but we'll be up there in Seattle on Friday. And in Seattle. No, you don't say it like that, number one. This is and this is what I'm worried about. So here's 
as as excited as, as I am for this, there's a few things You're I am a little concerned a jerk. with. <laughs> and one of Greg them is, such an is in this room. <laughs> and don't be don't not trust yourself, Greg. You'll be okay. I'm sure of it. So you're, just a, you're cool as a cucumber. There's a group of us that are going up there. You can go and shoot and the weasel with Axel Rose. I want to shoot the weasel. Uh, and we're going to be going up to Seattle. You know, we're here in Portland. For anybody that doesn't know, you know, we've got our studio here in Southeast Portland, where we broadcast from. And we are what? What are you? What are you worried about? The coffee tastes like soap. It's just disgusting. The I'm coffee sorry. doesn't taste like soap. Greg is not allowed. Let's just just side note, really. Okay, quick. side note. I'm let's gagging this we... down. We're putting a pin in the in the excitement of the Guns and Roses thing. Greg does not know. I might not wash my dishes, but Greg doesn't properly know how to wash dishes. I know how to wash dishes. You have a dishwasher, and I think it's made you lazy. No. Because you, you leave soap on the dishes, and you put them in the dry rack, and they're not dry. They're still covered in soap. They're not covered in I soap. And then I pour coffee into a soap-covered mug, and then the coffee tastes like soap, but we only have a limited amount of coffee, so I have to drink soap coffee. You don't have to drink I any coffee. I do have to drink. I, I need coffee. And number two, it is not covered in soap. That is a clean dish is what you're talking about. It is about. not clean. To make it clean, you have to wash it with soap and then wash off the soap. Would you rather drink fungus or would you rather have a little bit of soap in there knowing that if it's I clean? If I couldn't taste the fungus, I would probably want fungus. I think you're so averse to it because of the fact that you don't clean dishes ever. Like you've never cleaned dishes. And then, oh, this is exactly it. This is what you're trying to do. It's reverse psychology. Vicky totally got it. Like you're trying to wash the dishes so bad that it convinces me to do the dishes. But you don't do the dishes. I, think I do that sometimes. You, I, I go on cleaning jags and I'll clean this place from top to bottom. You know that. That happens about twice a year. And so, uh, but what I'm saying is, what I'm Liar. saying, what I'm saying is with the, uh, with the soap, I think it's, you're so used to having your dirty dishes at home that you don't know what clean tastes like. Clean is not supposed to taste like anything. I'm not trying to shame you. I'm saying this no, is No, you're not supposed to taste the soap on clean s- dishes. I feel sorry for you. You, I feel sorry for you that you eat off of like soap plates and soap cups and you think that's normal. I don't taste a drop of soap. Yeah, okay, pro- probably because you're used to it with your soap palette. I don't think there's actually soap on there. I think there, just... it, there absolutely is. I can smell it. Oh, it smells like that. What flavor? It's like orange. You're acting like it's like soaked in soap. It's, it's disgusting. Not. It's uh, there is. I'm drinking caffeinated soap right now. Oh, All right, so let's stop. Let's weeps. stop talking about the soap. All right. The world weeps. Game on. All right. <clears throat> anyway. This does lead to more concern that maybe you're not ready for this kind of a situation. But so uh, what we're going to be doing is heading up there via Amtrak. We're taking the train to Seattle because traffic is going to be bad and um, I got to work till midday. And so we're going to take the train up there. It's just going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. I am. So and not only is it going to be just Greg and I, but we're going with a group of our friends. We're all going on the train. Yeah, there's a bunch of us. My brother's coming and uh, and we're all going to be riding the train up. But here's the thing, though, and this is what I'm a little bit worried about. I've talked about this before, you know, about my... uh, my knack for kind of getting a, getting away with some things on the train and maybe getting some bonuses, getting treated properly. You have and, no knack. This is like in your dream world. And uh, it is this, you know, God, I've so created, for anybody who doesn't know, I've created an alter, alter ego where I figure, you know, people riding on Amtrak, they don't really know where Amtrak comes from. Nobody knows where Amtrak came from. You know, there's no, there's no understanding of that. It was just a, it's just a train. Nobody understands. And here's the deal with this. Here's how it works out. I go and tell everybody, my name is Larry, 
Amtrak. Of course, you know it's that's not com- the proper pronunciation. And that's the that's the key. See, you're going you're going along with it. That's right because people are pronouncing Amtrak wrong. It's actually from the Amtrak family. A long line of Amtraks, Larry Amtrak, heir to the Amtrak fortune. And then see, and I go on there and I and I tell everybody I'm Larry Amtrak. And as I go around and I, I, I you know I talk to all the staff and everybody, I'm like, ha, how you doing, Larry Amtrak? Here, uh, just doing a little undercover work and checking out on our staff. Oh, I do love. Uh, me a good ride on the train isn't that right you know and then I'll go talk to all the staff and then the staff will see me there and the staff will it'll like reverberate through them that oh my god Larry Amtrak's on this train oh Larry Amtrak from the Amtrak heir to the Amtrak fortune care less and then you know since I'm heir to the Amtrak fortune you know I'll be running around then all of a sudden the staff will get all the Twitter and then they'll they'll like come up to me and then we'll get like uh, you know super service and we'll get to go sit in one of the dinner carts and then we'll get to go up and but see the, dinner the carts and then we'll get to go up classy. and see the well it's as classy as it's well, then you don't need to go up there. That's kind of. I don't the deserve things. the dinner Maybe cart not. lifestyle. Maybe not. Actually, I didn't see the dinner cart. Never mind. I did not see the dinner cart. I spoke too soon. I did see the beverage cart, which I was kind of. I was hoping that it was going to be, you know, some like posh, like wooden bar with like mahogany, you know, walls. Well, that's the peasant. Velvet. That's for the peasants. Yeah, it was like a. It was like a rolling around like like fold up table. Oh no! I guarantee. Yeah, because that's on the regular. And it was like Potter's vodka and like yeah. some sort of like crappy cranberry juice. Right. And it's like and all then right, they have- it's a Cape Cod. For nine dollars. Yeah, and then they have the regular, you know, like viewing card. But that's the peasant side. You don't understand. There's got to be an entire rich side to the train that we're not getting access to, and that's what I want access to. So, well, you can only get on the particular parts of your train with your your particular train ticket, right? No, you can tr- cross from every. You can you can cross every car. Really? Yeah. It's not like it's walled off at a certain point. You're maybe not allowed to How go do the there. Richies keep us out then. Well, because you just don't go up there. Don't go that way. You're not, you're not allowed to go up there if you don't have the ticket. But here, as Larry Omtrock, I'm going to be allowed to go to the rich section of the train where they have fancy dining carts and they do have wood bars and they do have, you know, all these they things. Do? And then you get to go up and you, you know what you do when you're on the rich side? You go on up there. You go say hi to the conductor. You get to pull the pull the horn. And you do like, doo, doo, doo. is he wearing like a little striped hat? Of course he is. There, oh, I'm the conductor. Here's my hat. Do you get to try on the conductor hat? I would assume I will get to. Why would you not be? Once able they to? find out Larry Omtrak's on board, I can probably drive the thing if I want to. Probably because they'll all be dropping, at, you know, dropping at the at this at, at just an admiration be that somebody from the from heir to the Omtrak fortune is gracing them with mm. their presence on this train, and you know, and all the staff will know it. But here's the thing, though: I need you to help me, and I, I'm going to need some work from you guys to stir this up. Because one, you do have to be, you know. If if I get on there and start telling everybody I'm Larry Omtrak, you guys are gonna have to go along. You're my you're my front men. You're like you got to go up there and like spread the word. Only if I get something out of it. Well, like, I'm not doing it just to, like placate your ego to try um, and pretend to be some like. Some I'll let you. Guy. You get to take a look at the dining cart, the rich dining cart. You can look at it. I can look at it. No, yeah. you give me drinks from the dining cart, and perhaps. Um. One drink. One Cape Cod. Mm. You'll get a Cape Cod out of the deal. All right, so when did Amtrak, uh, or excuse me, Amtrak, so when did it begin? Larry Amtrak, air to the Amtrak fortune. Are you going to wear the monocle and hat that Tucky got you? Maybe. I could. I could break that out. Once I get on the train. And the fake the- money? Yeah, no, well, <laughs> the fake money might get me in trouble, but I could hand that out to passengers. Speech. Like a drink's on me. Oh Don't my God. tell anybody. You toss the whole system into disarray. Don't tell anybody about this. I'm just uh, handing out a little bit of uh, pleasure to my fellow passengers here. Just an ordinary train rider just like you. 
Larry Armstrong, Greg, Andy Armstrong. I have some like historical. Don't tell anybody, and then I'll have, hand that off. And then here's what you need to do, though: you need to start spreading the word among the other staff and among the among the um, passengers. Like, go up to the drink cart. And, and, you know, the, the peasant drink cart. And, like, get them all at Twitter about it. Be like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, have you heard? Did you hear who's on this train? Whoa. Great. I am so excited right now. And I they'll be like, what? Who? Who's on the train? Who's on the train? What are you going to say? I found some uh, train history. No, we're, we're role-playing. Okay, I'm, I'm not trusting you with this right now. Oh, yes, it's Larry Omtruck. I heard that he's the most eligible bachelor in Portland. Is that what I do? Uh, well, that's good. That yeah, was good, yeah, right? that's that's mm-hmm. that's kind of good. But I'm bigger than Portland. I'm Larry Armstrong. I hear there was a bidding war at one of those rich people places where they have the parties where they bid on eligible bachelors, and he went for the most money. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. that spreads, you know, around the handsome dapperness, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you also have to talk about how rich I am. He's but- so rich, you can't even. His his pants are all bulky, and the reason why he wears cargo pants and shorts is because he carries all of his riches in those multiple pockets. They're in no way a worthless item of clothing because Larry Omtrock fills his cargo shorts with riches. Mm, well, you're about to get thrown off the train, I think is what's going to happen. But now you got to talk about how generous I am, though, too. He is so generous. Larry mm-hmm. Omtrock will sometimes mm-hmm. reach into those cargo shorts and pull out a gold coin <laughs> and give it to you with a little creepy wink and a nod. It's not creepy, though. I mean, the sexy wink and a nod. Sexy wink, yeah, a sexy wink. Yeah, this all right. Yeah, you're doing all right. Mm. Yeah, and then you have to go from cart to cart and same that same story. And then I'll just casually come down and I'll sit down. I'm like, ah, oh, how you doing there? Just a ordinary man robbing the train, barkeep. I would uh, care to imbibe one of your uh, various drinks that you have there behind the bar. I feel a bit parched. Just robbing the train like a normal person. And then you, that's when you start whispering to people and be like, oh my God, that's him. That's Larry Armstrong. That's Larry Armstrong. You know, and then it gets everybody at Twitter. And then you have to get up and like slowly walk I over to me. I don't know if I'm like train popular though. Like, when I was on the train last time, like, I didn't really like anybody, and I didn't want to talk to them. And I don't think well, they wanted well, to then, talk to me. Well, then fine. Except for the crazy girl that sat gonna, next to us on the on the train. Oh, yeah, I know. There was the crazy girl. Yeah, well, then you're going to have to sit crazy. back with the peasants, then. I mean, that's what it is. I want to I wanna move up to the rich side. Here, here, who wants to see Portland's most eligible bachelor? <laughs> where you're standing right now, you see, is where his riches began. And then I'll take a Wait, step back. Wait, what are you doing? I don't know. I'm trying to like tell the story of Larry Omtrock. Okay, because no. you're standing on your on your um. Wait, I'm, your s- I'm supposed to be standing right there. Well, you're standing on the train, which is named after you. So yeah, it's your livelihood. Mm. You're on the bowels of your creation. Oh, see, Vicky in the chat is saying rich people don't brag that much about about being rich. I'm not. Sarah's doing the bragging for me. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key. Mm-hmm. Sarah's doing, doing the bragging sure. for Larry Omtrock. And, you know, I'll send my brother somewhere and we'll send everybody else, like, on there, Jessica, and everybody will be doing their part of it, too. You know, spreading the word of Larry Omtrock throughout the train. So by the time I walk through, really, my job is done, and they just take me straight up to see the conductor, and I get to pull the horn and then Great, sit in the rich some, bar. I can give you some train facts. All right, what are your train facts? The Rama. I'll tell you if they're right or wrong. All right, well, this is the way it's written. It's, it's the Amtrak Historical Society, which mm-hmm. is a thing that exists, by the way, Larry Omtrock. Uh, the romance of romance romance of railroading has directly influenced the history of America since 1830, when the steam engine Tom Thumb pulled the first passenger car 13 miles from Baltimore to Elcott's Mill, Maryland. What? 
Yeah, that was the first train, Greg, in 1830. That's a train fact. Yeah, well, you know, that's what some people say. Uh, the original cars were stagecoach types cars, and they quickly gave way to the double track car that the forerunners that we know today. Uh, let's see. All right, in 1856, Mr. George Pullman, is he like a, a distant relative of yours? No, the Pullman family, they uh, had a, we had a disagreement with the Pullman family a couple yeah, of generations Pullmans, you know, back. they own Washington State University. Yes, well, uh, yeah, it's part of it, but the Pullmans are dastardly group that uh, the, uh, the arm trucks do not get along with, I believe. Uh, we are much of a higher class. When was yeah, Amtrak born? I don't get born? along with the Pullmans, apparently. Uh, Larry, what? Larry Amtrak? No, when was when did uh, Amtrak start uh, start the train? Well, I mean, did it start with a train or did it start with an idea? Did it start with the formation of this country and the ideals upon which we stand for, which included the free transportation of goods and services and people across this great country, as I believe you could say Amtrak started with America. Wow, that was really... Yeah. That was something. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be standing like in front of the train telling people this? I'll just tell As whoever everyone I'm sitting next to. puts in their earbuds and just ignores you because I'm like, who's the crazy train guy? No, I'll sit down in the probably in the beverage cart or in the, uh, the viewing cart, the viewing train. Greg, do you want to know called? a train fact? Sure. You can tell... So this is how you car, can woo the, the viewing ladies. car. That's it. That only took five minutes. All right. I can tell you how you can woo the ladies because you can woo them with your train facts. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm finding this at sciencekids.com. Train facts for kids. Um, Greg, did you know that early trains relied on ropes or horses to get them moving? Mm, yeah, I mean, sure. What, is how this something you know that, that I'm supposed to say? Yeah, so like, hey, did you know how, how far we've progressed? You know, we used to rely on horses and various beasts of burden to get our trains moving. Not anymore. No, no, not anymore. And then I'll just say that and I'll just walk away. Do you know why a monorail is called a monorail? Well, because it has one rail. That's exactly right. (laughs) So why don't they call trains double rails, right? Oh, you're you're doing a little routine. Mm -hmm. You're telling some jokes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not going to work for Larry Armstrong. Are you trying to warm up the crowd? When I worked at... Uh, <laughs> what, are some, what are some other train jokes that you've got? Oh, well, I wasn't going to say a joke. I was just going to express a point of my life when I was working at the Doghouse in uh, in what deep southeast Portland. Bar. It was the classiest bar in the yeah. world. There was a guy who would uh, who was a train in, uh, aficionado. He was an enthusiast, if you will. And he would nonstop talk to me about his model trains the entire time. Oh, wow. Now he'd sit and drink his Sprite. And he'd talk about it. He's like, do you know what about this train? So people are like really into trains. Mm-hmm. So you got to know your shit, Greg. If yes, but the arm trucks are doers, much unlike the model train uh, groups. They're fans. We're doers. Wow, do you know that some high-speed trains can reach speeds of over 186 miles per hour? Yeah, but that's not safe because you're not enjoying the ride like you should. On the go down and you look out the windows and you see the world go by and you see places and and things that you've never seen before. When you're trying to get there too fast, you just miss out on the pleasures that come along with a long, slow train ride. Dang, I found some more train facts, and there's some depressing ones. Oh, there's a Japanese depressing one. Do you want to know a depressing train fact? What, yeah, a train depressing. crashed and then Hashtra- No, back. no, not that. Hashtag depressing train fact. All right. If someone commits suicide in Japan by jumping in front of an oncoming train, the train company can and will... 
Sue the family of the person who committed suicide for cleanup fees, loss of income, and negative publicity brought on by the brought on by the suicide. Yikes, that's harsh. Yeah, Japan. Well, that, that is a very depressing fact. I told you that is not a train fact. fact I will be bringing up. <laughs> if so, I'll tell you this right now: if someone decides to throw themselves in front of one of my trains, I will not be billing their family for the services and the cleanup. However, yeah, that's not going to be a random fact. Here's a positive drop. Japanese no. train fact. Okay. In Japan, trains are so punctual that any delay over five minutes incurs an apology and a delay certificate for passengers on their way to work. And when trains are actually delayed for more than an hour, it even makes the news because it's so rare. Look why, at that, why are Greg? we learning Japan train facts? I don't know. We're going I... from Portland to Seattle. I don't know. There aren't like a lot of interesting Portland to Seattle tracks. The Omtroks have no stake in Japan's railways. Yeah, you know a lot about Japan's. There you go. Yeah, no, no, the, no. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna give those facts. But the bottom line is most what we're train to horns. Do, ooh, this is a good one. Most train horns are based on musical chords. Common passenger trains found in the U.S. are usually based on major sixth chords, which aren't as threatening as most freight trains, which are based on more uh, frightening and loud chords, such as the diminished seventh chords. That is a fact. You can use that to sound classy as fuck. I guess. I mean, if I'm, is this, I'm trying to woo somebody at this point? I mean, really, what I want is I just want to get to the rich cart. What do you think the rich people are doing on a train? I don't know. They have fancy dinners where they bring a waiter, like, brings it out on a plate and then has, like, a silver platter thing and they, like, lift the cover off. Oh, I've never. Dinner is served. I've never had, like, a dinner where someone, like, puts a platter down in front and pulls off the silver. I don't think I have. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had that. I think I have when I've had room service in, like, Vegas or something. Oh, yeah, sure, but that's different. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So maybe we'd actually get something like that. Well, I will anyway. I'll probably dine alone, as most rich folk do. Um, so I'll go up there and do that. And if there's any leftovers, I'll send them back to you. Oh yeah, they're flying. That's a good. That's actually a fair point. That's no, no, no. That's actually not true. The true upper crust, if you will, uh, enjoys the rides that uh, life provides to them by taking the rails like their ancestors did. And you see the sights and the scenery. And it's like looking at all the peasants through the windows. And you go through the little towns and you see what the people are up to. The peasants that's like, through the yeah, windows? Yeah, it's like their own TV show. Oh, my God. Do you know how many? Okay. Just side note, Larry Amtrak, because, okay, first of all, this is a very nice idea, but this is not going to work on a train that is, like, 100%. I guarantee you what that, like, 85, if not 90% of the people on that goddamn train are going to Guns N' Roses. Uh, there'll be a lot of Guns N' Roses fans. No, so that means they'll be double impressed by the fact issuing, that I'm Larry Amtrak. They're issuing traffic alerts because so many people are commuting from Portland to Seattle for the Guns N' Roses concert. Hmm. Yeah, I heard something like last week. They're like, all right, if you're planning on driving, you're going to have to leave at like 5 a.m. because it's going to be a clusterfuck. Oh. All right. Yeah. So I'm saying maybe the Larry Amtrak thing this time around wouldn't be the best approach. You should. No, say, I think it's going to be the best approach. Um, I really think that people are going to be impressed that somebody like Larry Amtrak is riding with the guns and. Well, what do you call them again? Yeah. Your pistols and daisies show that you got doing there. That's y'all going up to see. What uh, what kind of music is that? Me, I'm a bit more of the classics. But to each their own. Yeah. Oh, God. Pistols and daisies. Please just call them pistols and daisies the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see the pistols and daisies. Oh, yeah, whatever the uh, 
you young bucks are all into. Don't say young bucks. Like, when you what? say that, I don't know, it makes you sound like you should be arrested for something. Well, I was just trying to say, like, young... Mm-mm. Uh, soap coffee. It's not soap coffee. Oh. Hello, my friends. Yes. Not you. You're not my friend. Just kidding. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. Greg, first story is out of Washington State. Centralia, mm-hmm. to be precise. We know Centralia. Yes. We'll be stopping there on the train to Seattle. Now, Greg, why do they call it Centralia? Because it's in between Portland and Seattle. It is centrally located directly between Portland, <laughs> Oregon, and Seattle, Washington. Is this like a big, uh, strange fact? Why is it called a monorail? Why is it called Centralia? I mean, these are these are the big facts that you're... I like to help people learn. <laughs> why... <laughs> Well, out of Centralia, Washington, fire officials say that a makeshift flamethrower meant to kill a cockroach that was running around on a wall in an apartment in Centralia was the cause of an apartment fire in Washington State. Oh, boy. Yes, of course. That always goes. Homemade cockroach-killing flamethrowers are always the way to go when you live in a tiny apartment trying to kill one cockroach. In other news, we have cockroaches in the Northwest? Yeah. I'm sure that in, like, downtown Portland there are. Okay, yeah, I've never... I just... Can't even remember the last time I've seen a cockroach. I think I was like on the East Coast. They're around. I think you have to have more. You have to live in a more densely populated area. Is gotcha. my understanding. Gotcha. Well, fire crews responded well, yeah, to the but scene. Yeah, that's in Centralia. So never mind. That doesn't make any sense. No. Why would Centralia have it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, fire crews responded to the scene after a small house fire was reported in Centralia. The residents had apparently ap- attempted to use a can of highly flammable bug spray and a lighter. Oh yeah. As a makeshift flamethrower in order to kill cockroaches, no one was injured and the small fire was able to be extinguished with not too much damage. Greg, I've got a train story. Oh boy. It's out of Charles City, Iowa. That's not how they speak in Iowa. That's how I speak in Iowa. An Iowa bar by the name of Derailed. Oh was met with an ironic fate after it, in fact, was stuck, or stuck, struck by a derailed train. (laughs) Greg, the bar's name was derailed, and then a derailed train hit the bar. Charles City, Iowa. Charles City Police shared a photo showing the aftermath of the crash, which occurred around 4 a.m. This happened yesterday. Uh, Police said there was damage to the building, but no one was inside, and there were no injuries reported. Now, they received a call early yesterday reporting that a train had derailed into derailed. It's not every day you get to say that quick <laughs> to the officer. It appears that the tracks separated, causing the train car to tip 45 degrees and end up hitting the bar. While derailed's owner said the crash caused an estimated $10,000 worth of damage to derailed. Hey guys, be sure to check your receipts every time you buy something or else you could end up in quite the pickle like this young lady did. This lady's name is Felicity Cotton, 28 years old. She decided Felicity Cotton? Felicity Cotton. 28 years old. Uh, decided to go give herself a little shame treat and head to Burger King to get some food. So she decided to pick up a bacon double cheeseburger and a nacho burger meal. 
But Wait, instead a, of just a nacho burger deal, this is in the UK, so they have a nacho a nacho burger. You cannot be interested in a nacho burger if yesterday you were just saying you weren't interested in a wap burrito. Well, I'm not saying I want to eat it, but I'm curious. It has chips on it. It, I don't know if it has chips on it, Greg. All I know is that it says it's a nacho burger meal. I'd like to know more about this nacho okay. burger. Okay, well, that isn't the point of the story. Uh, so Felicity Cotton ordered a bacon double cheeseburger and a nacho burger meal. But instead of charging her for the price that it was, she ended up paying an extra $700 for it due to the fact that somebody accidentally hit a 7 before the twenty uh, before the $12. She didn't notice that? She did not notice that. And she instead was charged 700 and, oh, excuse me, 712 pounds. That's a lot of money. For her two meals. She said that she only realized what happened when she checked her bank balance two days later and all my money was gone. I thought, wow, how have I spent that? Wow, this is a girl who probably doesn't have that many money problems. This is what she said. Oh, how did I spend that much money? I didn't even do that much shopping this weekend. You just accidentally spend $700 shopping, Nick. That's a possibility. Okay. But then I scrolled down through my bank account and saw the Burger King charge. It was a massive shock. I had to look a couple times to make sure I wasn't seeing things. Uh, Apparently, the Burger King worker had added a 7 to the front of the amount by accident. That's why I always check my receipts. Mm -hmm. Because I've been overcharged for things before. Oh, I've had that happen. Double charged or... Well, then the bank doesn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. Because they'll just charge you anyway. They'll be like, oh, well, $35 overdraft fee or whatever. They don't care about your excuses. They don't care that Burger King... Well, plus, Felicity Cotton now has to live with the story that everyone knew that she was buying a bacon double cheeseburger and a nacho burger meal. And a nacho burger. Yeah. Felicity Cotton's like, oh, fuck. Everyone knows I went to Burger King. You know, everybody eats fast food. They just don't talk about it. I talk about it, but most people don't. I don't. I don't like to admit it at all. I know. I always see when you bring it in, and I'm very nice to not bring it up. I rarely eat it around you. I eat it and then hide it. What'd you have for lunch today? That's not the same. I got a Subway sandwich. That's not the same as fast food. Well, the Burger King worker did accidentally add a seven to the front of the amount by accident, and she hadn't checked before putting... So she didn't check the number... Uh, uh, that, the total before typing in her pin, so therefore she approved it. I mean, in all honesty, I well, no, I would notice that. Never mind. You would. I notice would notice that. that. Well, after failing to get through to the branch's store manager, she eventually managed to speak to someone from a head office. They told her her, refu- her refund will be processed the same day, but it has been ten days and she still has not received her refund. Oh boy. Yes, she says, uh, Felicity Cotton says, I've got bills to pay, and by the time the money comes back, it will have been nearly three weeks. It's all having a knockdown effect, and it's left me in a pretty difficult situation, even though she thought that she might have spent $700 shopping over the weekend. I'm confused about I, Felicity. Felicity, you need to get pri- your priorities in check. Uh, Felicity said that she has yet to receive an apology from Burger King, but she said her main priority is to get her money back, but also get an apology as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Got a Florida man story. Okay. Out of Volusia County, Florida. Hey, if you're going to try and hunt, uh, hold somebody up at gunpoint, it might not be best to wear a big flashy backpack covered in Angry Birds cartoon characters <laughs> as you're making a getaway <laughs> to make you very easily identifiable. Well, an Angry Birds backpack spotted on a Florida man who was walking down a sidewalk early Tuesday morning was the break that sheriff's investigators needed to make two arrests in the overnight armed robbery of a convenience store in Deltona, Florida. So the robbery, which uh, happened just before 4 a.m. at the Kangaroo Express. What's that? I think it's one of their, it's one of their, like, stores, like a convenience store. Kangaroo Express? Mm-hmm. That seems like something I'm intrigued. That would be in Florida. 
Well, a kangaroo express employee told deputies that two men came in through the front door, pointed guns at him, and told him to follow their orders. One handed him a backpack with cartoon characters on it, which were the angry birds, and said, you know what I want, put it in the bag. Well, the employee put cash, cigarettes, and cigars into the bag, handed it back, and the suspects fled. A woman parked outside of the store witnessed the robbery and gave deputies a similar account. Uh, a review of the surveillance video gave deputies a detailed description of the suspects, including the distinct Angry Birds backpack <laughs> that one of them was wearing. Well, about a half a mile away from the wa- robbery, casually sauntering down the street, a deputy noticed a man walking down the sidewalk carrying a backpack with a bomb bird. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. From the Angry Birds cartoon embroidered on it that appeared to match the bag in the video. Uh, when yeah, questioned, you hook those ones down at the bottom of the building, then they blow up and then kind of tumbles down. Is Angry Birds still a thing? Yeah, it is. Oh, I don't know. Like, okay, I sorry, don't mean to offend, Greg. You're not offending. You're just ignorant. Oh, what level are you on the Pokemon thing? Did you stop playing that? You didn't. What level are you on? Eight. Oh, that's not very impressive. Well, uh, the suspect, who was wearing the Angry Birds bomb bird bag, uh, Luis Mon- uh, Montanez, was also carrying a handgun. So, oh, it was him. Uh, Montanez, yes, indeed, confessed to the robbery. And investigators also identified the second suspect, his friend, uh, who was also taken into custody later. Uh, they were also able to recover the cash and cigarettes stolen from the store. Kangaroo Express. Greg, you're latching onto the weirdest thing. I want a hat. Want a hat from Kangaroo Express? If anybody is in the neighborhood of a Kangaroo Express, you can get me a hat. That would be Why? awesome. Why? That's so weird. It just—it sounds like it'd make a cool hat. Ugh. It is not soap coffee. Taste it. Fine. Give me it. And you better be honest. It tastes like coffee. You are not. I can tell you're lying. You I are am a not horrible lying. liar. Greg is a horrible liar. I can see him. You can taste it. Tastes like coffee. Do you swear? I swear it tastes like coffee. Do, does it taste like coffee and soap? Stop trying to like wordsmith your way out of it. No, it doesn't taste like soap. Here, I'll test it from yours. I'll test it from mine. Tastes I can like tell coffee. you're like, no. I can tell I when Greg's not, lying. He has like this, this I am not lying. fake smile thing. That's what he does when he like tries to mess with me and trick me. Nope. Oh, you are such a liar. There's no t- soap in this. Something's wrong with you. You are. I know your face, Greg. You are lying over I'm not there. Lying. It's just. Do you swear? It's not, it's not good coffee. Do you swear on the your mother? Do you great. swear on your mother that you taste? I'm no. not swearing anything on my mother. See, and that's why I know that you're lying. If you didn't taste any, no, soap. I don't do that. All right, do you swear on your hair? May you go bald if you're lying. No, I would never do. I would never swear on such a thing. I love how you just compared your hair to your mother, Greg. <laughs> if you don't taste soap, all right. So you do not on your hair. You do not. I taste am not soap. swearing on my hair. Do you swear on your hair? I'll drink the whole thing. Because you don't have the refined palate, as we've been talking about. Nope. There's no soap in there. All right, and finally, story out of Amherst, New York, upstate New York. A suspected meth lab has been found dug out underneath a parking lot of what store? Mm. A sus- 
suspected meth lab found... Walmart. Walmart parking lot. Oh, my lot. gosh. Can you believe it? Who would have known? Authorities in western New York uh, say that a suspected meth lab was indeed found underground beneath the parking lot of a local Walmart. Okay. Uh, Amherst police say that officers on patrol discovered the suspected meth lab in a sewer culvert underneath the parking lot. These people had legitimately entered the sewer system, dug out a meth lab, and had been actively making la- meth underneath the parking lot of a Walmart. Imagine the smells oh, in there. Uh, investigators said the lab was indeed tall enough for people to be able to stand up comfortably while making their meth. Police said they, we checked in various areas that people who might be up to no good, uh, or spaces that might be being used for no good, looks like we found one. Police and firefighters in hazmat suits were lowered into the sewer and brought up aerosol uh, spray cans, plastic soda bottles, various chemicals, jars of clear liquid, and, of course, suspected methamphetamine. Investigators say that laboratory equipment had been set up atop wooden pallets to keep the suspected meth-making equipment out of the water. Wouldn't that be, like, extra so they're dangerous? They were standing in sewer water, yeah, making meth on wooden pallets in a hand-carved-out cave underneath a Walmart parking lot. Yes, and isn't making meth like highly flammable anyway because you're using like gasoline and flammable things? You and I have both and talked then, about this and several then times. We don't know how to make meth. We don't know what it is. Well, I've watched Breaking Bad. So no, they don't like go into too candy, many details. Right? Uh, well, that's what it ends up looking like according to Breaking Bad, but but it's like really, really, really flammable and so is so are the gases in a sewer. Yeah, I, I don't know. They don't know how long it was there. But people were standing in the muck, making some meth. Well, Walmart remained open during the investigation. Police say they're examining the Walmart security camera footage in an attempt to identify a suspect or suspects who might have been creep, creep, creeping into the hole underneath the parking lot to make their meth. So there you have it. So if you do see some people walking what looks like to be into a makeshift meth lab in a Walmart parking lot, A, get out of Walmart. It's a bad place. Mm -hmm. And B... Um, they're probably making meth, and it probably smells really bad. All right, there you have it. There's your world of crazy. Crazy. All right. So we do have something else today that we um, that I forgot to tease at the beginning of the show. We have an announcement to make. An announcement. An announcement. Yes, indeed. Um, and it comes with a little bit of a caveat, and we will explain that afterwards. But, ladies and gentlemen, starting right now, you may have known we've had some cornhole tournaments over the summer. And we've got another one on August 21st at the Landmark Saloon. It is <laughs> Cornhole Time! Cornhole! Cornhole! Quite funky. Cornhole! Quite funky. Cornhole! An Olympic sport by 2024. Yes, indeed. <laughs> a cornhole tournament on August 21st at the Landmark Saloon. Registration is open now at funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. Now I do have one announcement to make. So, all this summer we've been having the Fun Employment Radio Brewers Cup cornhole tournaments. We had three of those, and we have the grand finale on uh, on Sunday, September 18th. Yes. Is when the grand finale is going to be. We have six brewers involved, and originally this summer when we were starting, we were going to do eight. The more we've been talking to the brewers, the more we've been working this out, it actually works a lot better with six breweries involved. So this is not going to be part of the Brewers' Cup. 
This no. one on August 21st. It is a free play for everybody. You do have to register at funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. It's $10 to enter. For but- a- per team. Per team, $10 per team, per two-person team, funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. It's going to be Sunday, August 21st at the Landmark Saloon. And here's the thing. Now, with the Brewers' Cup cornhole tournaments, which this one is not, if you win, then you couldn't play again until September 18th. This is open to even past winners over the summer. It's a separate tournament from the Brewers' Cup. But we wanted to have another one for you guys. Yes, so that's why we still, we're doing this. And with the prizes, we're still going to have the gift bags. We still do have the cash prizes Yes, for the winners. You still get medals. Uh, but this is just not going to be part of the Brewers' Cup. Yes. However... It's still going to be an amazing day. Yeah, so you still if you want to do it, and if you've won before, you can play this time. It's yep. going to be awesome. It's open for everybody to play. You just have to register at funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. It is open now for registration. Go there and register your team. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. I don't know what that was. All right. It was beautiful. A lot of things going on in the world of ball talk, mostly revolving around the Olympics, which is a thing that's happening right now down in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Don't you mean Brazil. the hashtag the shit show in Rio? The shit show in Rio. Has coined, it become a, a shit show yet? Coined right here in uh, at Fun Employment Radio, shit show in Rio. Uh, yes. However, there are some other <laughs> okay. things that are going on. Before I get into the bad things, I will say this. Big things happening in the Olympics. Michael Phelps winning again and again. So Michael Phelps coming back here. I believe this is his fourth Olympics that he's been involved in. I don't know. He has the all-time record for most medals, which is 25 total medals he has won over his Olympic career. That includes 21 gold medals. There's only four times he hasn't finished with a gold. And... uh, that's four, and of those 21, 14 are personal golds. So the other ones were like team relay events. Wow. But with his 14th personal gold, um, wait, yeah, with his 14th, I think it's with his 14th. Anyway, he tied a record that is uh, 2,000 years old. So the last time somebody has won that many personal um, medals. Wait, 2,000 years old? Yeah, was in the original Olympics in 152 BC. Leonidas of Rhodes is the last person who has won that many medals in Olympic Games. How long have the Olympics been going? Well, here's the thing. I knew this would throw you for a loop. Uh, so the original Olympics were did take place in Athens. They were an actual thing. The Olympics. That's why Greece did, is the you origin. Didn't know that that would confuse me. Oh, 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 yeah. Um, so that was the original Olympics were then. Now they were re reborn. I believe in 1906. Can I just say really quick just uh, about the Olympics? I was look I was googling how old are the Olympics and I swear to god I autocorrected um, how old are the Olympic gymnasts? <laughs> <laughs> that was Wow. Yeah. And then, Can I look at them like that honestly, or not? And then I wrote how old are the Olympics? There's my search. The top search for how old are the Olympics? The first thing that shows up is Olympic gymnasts must be at least 16 years old or must turn 16 in the calendar year in which the games are held. Bunch of creeps. Y'all are creepy. Uh, 1896 is when the Olympics came back. (laughs) 
when they were brought back. So the ancient Olympic Games were the last time that somebody won that many medals, and that was Leonidas of Rhodes. So now... Michael Phelps has tied that record, and he will most likely break it tonight or tomorrow because he has two more um, two more swimming meets, matches, bouts? bouts. I don't know what you would call that. Anyway, two more swims to do where he could break that record. So Michael Phelps uh, wins a lot. The man's got a lot of gold medals. You're real good with those words. He wins a lot. Um, something else, though, that is going on that's quite noticeable if you watch some of the swimming events. Particularly, the high dive and now water polo is that the water in the pools seems to have remarkably changed color over the last couple of days. What? It's gone from a crystal clear blue, normal pool looking color to a foggy, foggy green color. Ew. Because algae is starting to bloom in the pools. You can see it on television when you watch. It's like, why is that water green? Oh, because it's full of algae. Is that safe? Well, it's it's being said that the algae itself isn't necessarily a problem, but um, the, because of that, that means there's a lot of other things that could also bloom in because it's not it's not sanitary. Ew, yeah, because it shouldn't. No, things shouldn't be able to grow in. That's there like right s- now. think your backyard pool. If it was swimming with like green stuff. You wouldn't want to go swim in that. Mm-mm. This is what the Olympians are swimming in. Oh, that sucks. So, that is what is going on there. So, that's happening there. They're trying to get it under control, but so far, uh, as far as I know, not, not happening. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> There's also a lot of other things that are going on, including some kind of scary things that happened today. There was a, a media bus, and they're still investigating this, that... The I believe some of the Brazilian officials are saying it was a rock thrown at the bus. The media are saying that no, somebody shot at it and shot out a window of the media bus while they were riding in it, uh, traveling from hotel to arena or, ba- or vice versa. So somebody's attacking the media bus. Oh, uh. nobody was hurt, but still, nonetheless, that's not that's not a good sign. No. Also, a medalist. From uh, I believe he's from Belgium, yes. A judo medalist was beaten up and uh, had his phone stolen on the beach. Which I was wondering about this. I'm like, he's a judo medalist. How did he get beaten up? But I guess he got punched in the face and somebody took his phone. I guess if you're like sucker punched. Yeah, yeah. sucker punched, I suppose so. Still, that's got to be kind of embarrassing for him, though. I mean, that sucks. That's horrible. Mm. But also, you're a judo medalist. I mean, aren't you supposed to be able to kick anybody's ass at that point? But no, he was uh, was assaulted, had his phone stolen. He did hold on to his medal, so it wasn't stolen there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff going on in the Olympics. And we're going to come back to one more Olympics thing here in a minute. Uh, however, quick side note. Quick side news. This is a sport. To the, well, I guess, I don't know if it's a sport, but it's something that's going to be happening At WrestleMania 33. Ooh. And it is this. Shaquille O'Neal will be wrestling Big Show in WrestleMania 33. Ew, really? Yeah. Huh. Shaq's getting in the ring. Shaq versus Big Big Show. Show. All right, see, when is WrestleMania? It's coming up soon, isn't it? I don't know. I think it's next year. 
think it's, okay. in, I think it's in April. All right, I was going to say, because I thought that it already happened, but then... Because it's too late in the season, so it must I be in April. I don't know this season. I think it's next year. But anyway, Shaq will be wrestling. Just want to get that out there. Also, the return of a former quarterback who made quite a big deal in the NFL. It was very popular for a while. Do you know who I'm talking about? Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is back. You know I only know like three NFL players. I figured you'd either say Johnny Football or Tim Tebow. Uh, So Tim Tebow is back in the news, and not for football because he failed at football. No team wants him to play quarterback for them. Instead, now he thinks he can be a Major League Baseball player. He played baseball in high school like 12 years ago, or longer than that maybe. And now has invited all 30 teams to come see his tryout, where he's going to attempt to get signed by a Major League Baseball team. Okay, just stop. Tim Tebow. Playing some baseball. And finally in ball talk, we do have this. In honor of American Michael Phelps breaking all of these records and bringing home the glory to the U.S. of A., We've got this. This is by a woman woman by the name of Sarah Hancher. And it's called Michael Phelps Tribute, then in parentheses, a song. Oh, Michael Phelps, you swam away with my heart. Oh, Michael Phelps. You swam away with my heart I'm joining the pandemonium I don't care where you stand on the podium Just give me your hand to hold Whether you win Oh my god This is Pitch Perfect's fault by the way Oh my Phelps You swam away with my heart Oh my Phelps You swam away with my heart your backstroke is so beautiful that I could cry. You give me lots of butterflies when you butterfly. You make me You give me butterflies when you butterfly? Yeah. And you dive in the pool. My love won't be deterred. After all, you broke another world record. Okay, Greg, I think that's enough. Wait, just real quick. There we go. You swam away with my heart. Oh, Michael Phelps. You swam away with my heart. <laughs> That's going to be stuck in your head, though. Ba-bum. Oh, Michael Phelps. Ba-bum. You swam away with my heart. Ba-bum. Oh, Michael Phelps. Ba-bum. You swam away with my heart. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. <laughs> oh my god. You're ridiculous. Uh, Y'all done over there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think I've done done what I can. I think you've done enough damage. Done enough damage. All right, did we give out uh, where people can sign up to Oh, do should we say that again? We did not say no, it. No, we did say it. Are you we sure? Did. Yes, I said okay. it a few times. But funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. Funemploymentradio.com slash cornhole. Sign up now for boo, boo, boo. our cornhole tournament. And 
I will say this for the Brewers Cup finale on September 18th we've got a lot of other things that we'll be talking about that are going to be going on with that this one is just a fun tournament where you can win some money and have a good time good time all around we're doing this for everybody for the listeners people just want to come out and hang out and have a good time on a Sunday we like to have good times on Sundays I like to have a good time Mm mm-hmm Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Tomorrow morning, we will be joined by Mr. Todd Glass. Somewhere around 9.30 a.m. Let's give him cheap headphones. Todd Glass broke our headphones one time. And Last we've time. Never let that, we've never let that go. <laughs> he has no idea that we've talked about it here on this show. I believe it was an accident, but he nonetheless... He broke our headphones and our hearts. He picked our headphones up, and he broke them. He picked them up, and you broke them. I can't believe it. Oh, my lanta. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Geek in the City. Right around 6.30 p.m. Don't do that. Uh, to answer a quick question, uh, yes, Keelan, he did in clear daylight pick up our headphones and <laughs> broke them. You guys are idiots. All right, thanks so much, everybody. You are all awesome. Lara Armstrong, if you are riding on the train on Friday, please stop by and say hello. Help spread the word of Larry Armstrong. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with more FunEmploymentRadio.com. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. <laughs>